of Due South by Southeast, the show that gives Due Southeast Jews one episode at a time. The rum's out, the fun's out, and boy oh boy has the sun been out. And uh, my name is Detective Squee. Just going to let that one hang in the air tonight. And uh, in advance of uh, introducing everyone else, I'd just like to apologize for any sound quality issues. Uh, basically, uh, we've all got puppy brain by now, uh, due to uh, the latest members of the... Ju- or just you and me? Not just you. you oh, shut up. I asked you... I, I asked you to pick up the... one job. Yeah, but there was something I asked you to pick up, which you didn't, so we'll get into that in a minute, though. Could you just shush while I uh, get through this? Anyway, we managed to forget the microphone and the Juice South box set, which was all Nicola. No, I said, Nicola, could you just get the G-South box set? Yes, of course I will. Came to, came to being on the way here. Did you grab the, the box set? No, did you ask me? You said yes. I didn't know. Why did you make me sound like Pinocchio? Sounds exactly like I want you. a real boy. <laughs> no, you I want don't. a real boy. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, don't want to get insulted here, but... <laughs> I want a real man. <laughs> anyway... And of course, the reason for us having uh, Puppy Brain is the latest member of the Jew South by Jew Southeast, Jew South by Jew Southeast, Jew South by Southeast team. <laughs> Told you, not a lot of sleep for three weeks. Uh, but uh, he was joining us last episode. He's back again. It is, of course, Benton. Yay! And our usual puppy in residence, uh, you know, uh, our experienced puppy, if you will, of course, is uh, Dotty Baker. Yay! Yay! And uh, joining us, uh, I, 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 mean, I mean, I usually reserve her till last, and I think it's mean because she's been part of the G South by Southeast team right from the get go. So I'm so sorry. So I'm going to introduce you next, Michelle. Uh, it's the woman who's still the shortest member of G South by Southeast after Benton. <laughs> Please welcome Mountie Michelle. Yay! Oh, maybe yay! Yay! Meh. <laughs> And of course, my lady with the puppy brain on a good day, and that was before we got the puppy. Please welcome civilian aid, Nicola. Where's she then? Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Nicola. Hello, Nicola. Oh, this is going to be an interesting one, guys. Uh, and uh, I've been so ramshackle this week, we're actually playing the sound effects through my phone into Nicola's phone. Yes. I can't see any problems with the. Uh, and because I forgot the box set, we're also well. I say I, Nicola, <laughs> because the box set was forgotten. Uh, we're at Michelle's this week, uh, you know. So usually we'd have the studio. If we were going to do an offside record, I'd usually take uh, the little handy microphone with us, uh, and usually we'd have the box set. But uh, the, in, in place of the box set, we're playing the episodes uh, from YouTube. Which just a reminder to everyone: you can do. We always recommend play it from the original uh, DVDs, though, because the uh, YouTube ones have music missing. This one isn't one which is so music-heavy, this week's episode, which was uh, The Promise, uh, Season 2, Episode 5. However, uh, it does have uh, a song in one montage bit, and it's really kind of weird and not great that there's one scene where there's not music where there should be. It's kind of weird. It's a bit jarring. It was wasn't it? It was indeed. Uh, but before we get on to uh, this week's episode, and before Benton eats the mini Mountie Club list. <laughs> he wants to do the notes. 
He's so keen to be on the mini mountain that he's going to eat it. I just, I, oh. again, just so, and now he's trying to eat the furniture. <laughs> Benny, no. Uh, you can expect lots of professionalism like this in future episodes of Juice South by Southeast. It's just, it's, it's, it's not going to get better, is all I'm saying. Like, if there's anything we should have by now trained you on for an episode of Juice South by Southeast, it's a lack of professionalism. You know, they always say that don't work with animals or children, and we have a, a, a child animal. I didn't mean to play that over you, but you know, <laughs> gotta show you up yeah, somehow. Gotta carry on Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Women know your place. Uh, oh, wow, <sighs> So before we go into the mini mountain list, well, Benny eats it. Uh, Michelle. What rums are we drinking? Yeah, there's um, three on the go at the moment. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, if we're going to ooh everything. Ooh. Yeah, uh, so we started with uh, a Bacardi, a ginger Bacardi. I can't see the rest of the bottle there. Is it Bacardi ginger spirit drink, I think it says. What's that? Uh, yes, we've had that one to start with. Lovely, lovely rum. Um, we were really impressed, actually, because we were slightly worried that the, the ginger was going to be overpowering. But not at all. Not at all. Really, really lovely. And we have a new rum to add to our list today. Oh, I mean, well, the Bacardi ginger was a new one. outside. We haven't had a Bacardi ginger on here before. Have we not? I thought we had had that one. No, we had the uh, raspberry one. Maybe we did then. I thought we did, but maybe we did. I didn't think so, but uh, I could be very wrong. Why are you pointing to the lamp, which... Uh, because the lamp is moving. Yeah. So, so I think <laughs> Benny's doing something with the lamp. Or, Michelle, you have Spectres in the house. Spectres? What, a James Bond film? That's right. Yeah, you've got James Bond in the house. Roger Moore's here. The thing is, I can't recall the episode of Do South by Southeast and Mind Benny. Really? You, you might you have can't to. Multitask. Well, not with that. Oh god, are you ready? This is going to be an interesting one. Okay, uh, and what's the other new rum? I'm going to say the ginger is. I, I'm okay. pretty sure that's new. Yeah, maybe we haven't had that one. Yeah, it's possible we haven't had that one. On Michelle, your hair's gone ginger before, but uh, this podcast hasn't. Oh, actually, my hair's probably ginger at the moment. That could be taken in so many different ways, couldn't it? No, it, it's it's you it's gone ginger. Oh, and one well, yeah, there is Once that. Once you go ginger. I mean, yeah, I remember the early days when we used to club. <laughs> We've got a lovely, lovely rum here. One to rival the Kraken, I think. Ooh. This is called Black Magic, and it's got a very kind of lic- and it's called Black Magic. A very licorice taste to it. And I did kind of look up a little bit about this one because it doesn't say anything on the bottle, really. Um, so expect, Michelle, you'll just have those notes to hand. I do. So it's a, a, a spiced rum. It's a dark spiced rum. And the write-up I have here on drinkfinder.co.uk, it's a bold blend of light and dark rums infused with a secret blend of spices. So we don't know what spices are in it. It's well, a that, that's a secret, yeah. yeah. It's, Ooh, a secret. it's like Colonel, Colonel Sanders. Um, uh, we, well, it's made by, no idea if I'm saying this correctly, Sazerac? I thought, yeah, that's what I thought as well, yeah. Didn't, um, Jack Sparrow fight him and won the captain, uh, the price of the captain? Might have been Why not? Maybe. Um, an American distillery, more well known for their whiskey than their rums, um, apparently this is a better quality alternative to the Kraken Spice Rum. You see, I mean, uh, Kraken... Is one which is quite renowned. Mm. So the idea that this is to rival that—I mean, that's that's big words, but I think it fulfills it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm, good. I'm, oh, I'm, oh, uh, Michelle, could you just uh, save our puppy from going into your corner quickly, as you like? When I say Michelle's corner, an listening should understand the corner of her room, not Michelle's corner. <laughs> not a euphemism. Yeah. It's not. It's not, not a euphemism. Although you get worried, he gets stuck in either. Yeah. Where's your rent there? Where's your rent there gone? Oh, look. By the way, Andler, not a fashion choice we're putting on him. It is a... Uh, Much rather chew. And not you. A chew toy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Right. Okay. So that's the rums. Um, I feel like before this goes too off the rails, we should uh, do another little feature. Uh, Nicola, if you could hold the microphone. Again, guys, I'm really sorry. Hopefully, by the time I messed about with this and leveled it out, the sound this will sound broadly listenable. Oh, yeah. To be fair, though, we're pissed most weeks. So when do we ever sound right? <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, but I feel like even this this come down even from that. Oh no, I think. Usually, though, somebody isn't trying to... Hey, Benny wants to give notes. notes again. Yeah, <laughs> he's determined he's taking your job. He's like, I'm oh. here now, I can take over. Okay, but first of all... <laughs> and we've got a very special mini Mountie to induce this week. Uh, induct. Induce? Duck, induct, <laughs> I think, is the word induce. I wanted to Inducing something you do uh, sometimes. Yeah, pregnant lady. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not a lady and he's not pregnant and he's too young. Yeah, it's oh, something that's... Chewing dotting. Um, oh. So, uh, mini Manticrub. Uh, well, I mean, it, it seems rather obvious. Last week we had a special top ten episode. Or last time, depending on how close together I release these episodes, uh, which had Lucy on it and uh, her boyfriend, and um, a very enjoyable episode of a very, very drunken and very kind of confused. Uh, it's an interesting episode. Like, let's face it, it took a lot of editing. I'm saying this, I haven't edited it yet, but I just know it's going to take a lot of editing. Uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, anyway, so yeah, we did in that episode, uh, sadly without you, Michelle, because you're off an assignment. And without Dot even, like we had the uh, least members of the original crew we've ever had for an episode. How did the assignment go? Did you catch them? Yes. <laughs> yeah, she caught them, but she's got some, some treatment from the hospital which she works at, and she's fine now. It's all cleared up, it's all good. Yeah. And she's passed it off. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we welcomed a new member of the team, which is now going to go into Mini Mountain Club. He, he is, of course, Benton Shaw. Yeah, in at number 90 as well. Oh, nice special number. And I do love the fact that the, the pets all get into the list, oh, yes. without question, and we don't. <laughs> like, we're, we as the hosts, which they're meant to be as well. I assume Mario and Ross are both on. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and Chandra and Joey go in there. Um, Benny, no. Certainly no longer with us. Uh, that's all the uh, guinea pigs from here. Mario's the cat. <sighs> we're gonna, we do like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think um, I think Benton has thoroughly enjoyed being being on the show this week and watching the yeah. program with us. He has been so quietly sitting here while we watched the episode, and now he's I going, "Oh, we're recording! Yeah. I'll be a monster!" And uh, I'm having to send Michelle to run after him in the corner. We're basically taking different corners of the room. <laughs> so not only are we trying to record on a phone. Merely with dual mic, it's a very fancy kind of like uh, system they now have on phones, so you can record with two microphones on one telephone. And let's face it, one telephone. That's a very long time. <laughs> one mobile device, one mobile, one cell, if you will, if you're American. So it's great for a uh, microphone on a phone. Like, you know, you never used to be able to get this quality. You wouldn't have been able to do anything on a phone back in the day. So yeah, kind of a break, is all I'm saying, listeners. <laughs> uh, I think that's all the orders of business before the episode, though, guys. Yeah, I think so. But unfortunately, I was, I'm waiting to hear back from somebody about the mini Mountie list, so I might have somebody, but I just haven't got that confirmation for tonight. And it's a consensual list, as we all know. If you don't, save it for next time. I will. Okay. So, um, Shell, what's the episode uh, which I've uh, already mentioned that we're watching this week? The Promise. Oh, well, well uh, Michelle's looking up a note. I saw on the uh, Facebook page uh, for Due South by Southeast, a good friend who's running the, uh, you must remember this, uh, RMCP, something or other. Uh, it's the group basically which, you must remember this, which in Canada is a Due South meetup celebrating all things Due South. Which, which note has he got? <laughs> okay. Uh, Benny is now eating random bits of paper from my notepad. So anyway, they, they are, uh, they've opened up the enrolment thing for uh, becoming, you know, for buying tickets and also for becoming a 
like an honorary member of the group. So you can choose to buy a, a ticket even if you're not going, which allows you to receive certain special goodies. So it's cheaper than a regular ticket, but you get certain things sent to you and everything. Please look it up on the page for you must remember this or go to the Due South by Southeast page on Facebook uh, or group if you will and you'll get full information there uh, they're doing all sorts of wonderful things not only have they got loads of uh, awesome Due South guests some which have been on the show such as uh, Catherine Bouillet and T-Dog Tony Craig as he would not allow us to call him I'm sure uh, but loads of other people and also they, they do wild and fun uh, things like set visits as well as doing a special thing on this episode on this uh podcast obviously we celebrate yourself but we also drink <laughs> rum whereas on this so try not to laugh over me at least while oh, benny's doing weird stuff which terrorist. which the listener can't see but anyway at their event they do a special Kit Kat thing whereby people from around the world bring Kit Kats which might especially if they're unique to their country and they have a Kit Kat tasting event where they grade it and rate Kit Kats. So lots of fun, spectacular things at the uh, G South meetup. That was great. Uh, this is the one that happens in Canada, isn't it? It is. You go over oh, to Canada. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, so you visit sets where they recorded, or, you know, locations where they yeah. recorded. You meet the stars of the shows. And it, it sounds amazing. That would be so awesome to go to Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm only laughing in the background because... Benny is currently terrorising me. <laughs> oh dear, this is what we do 24 hours. That's why I feel like I'm looking at nothing and this is why I'm so tired. Yes, it's <laughs> true. I'm so tired. It's true. We have uh, not, I, I'll say again, we have not slept properly in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. We might just leave you with him for the night and go. Yeah. Come back. Uh, so, um, uh, the promise. The promise. Boys and girls. We did watch an episode. Oh, I also good sorry, uh, another thing I remembered, a bit of uh, Due South news. Uh, David Marciano has got a movie which is kickstarting at the moment. Uh, a Poet's Life, I believe it is. If you look it up, though, again, it's also on the Due uh, South by Southeast page. It's a little um, a short film, independent, uh, so please support it and, um, and put some money in the jar now. But on to this week's episode. Uh, so, where, where do we start off with so, our notes this week? Yeah, well, we'll start right at the beginning. So, we start off, we've got Benny driving a car. Um, and that's the start of it, you know, Benny's driving a car, and there's the little Canadian flags that you see in the front of the car. Clearly, the consulate car. Yeah, nice little patch there, I think that is. Um, um, and he's driving Thatcher, he's driving her to. Other he's not driving Thatcher. <laughs> Oh, your mind. Please, please, Michelle, that happens a few episodes later. <laughs> He's driving a car. He's got a in the back. Oh, I think He's taking her to a special occasion. <laughs> Is that what it's called? She's all dressed up. I mean, wearing that dress, I was thinking, um, yeah. Anyway, I, I won't say what I was thinking. Good. Yeah. And... Um, I, think I was thinking she looks lovely. How much she's dressed up for a nice night out from the town. She looked very nice. She looked very nice. Also got Deepen Baker in, in the car as well. And there were some comments about him not feeling very well. He's a bit of a sick pup in this um, episode, mm. isn't he? No, they don't ever explain what's wrong yeah. with him, though, do they? I was they? just thinking that. And I think sometimes they they come up with these little things that really you think don't necessarily... It's not part of the story. So you think... Kind of like I don't know, it's had to explain, so it's not part of the story. So that that bit is not really needed, but yet they put it in as a little add-on. Well, well that's the thing. Okay. But sometimes it's blended better than others. I must admit, the one thing I don't, didn't like about the Deep and Baker being ill storyline took me like a few minutes to work out what it was I didn't like about it. I figured out. I actually think both dogs, both Lincoln and Draco, who played Deep and Baker over the course of the series. Well, the series is, seasons, if you will, because it's uh, Canadian. The thing about it is, is the fact that uh, they are such good actors as dogs. They genuinely, their reactions, their little characterizations, the way they move. One of them even hurls himself as door, at a door yeah. to open it. They're really good actors, whereas in this, yeah, they pull a few faces. Don't get me wrong, they're doing a stand-up job. But the plot's sort of written around them, not... 
Yeah. The dog, not Lincoln, I believe, is at this stage. It's not Lincoln who does the acting. It's people around him are going, it's like, oh, he's sick. And they, the humans get the funny lines. Yeah. There isn't so much opportunity for the dog to shine and do as much. And that kind of, like, did track for, for me. I was expecting him to do the song, but I was quite disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he play a little banjo. That's it. Sing a little song, do a little dance, get down there, down right. <laughs> All this EU law stuff, we never know what's going to get this show taken down. I mean, the EU just writes over going, it's like, uh, just, just the quality. Don't say anyway. They can make out a song from what I, how I sing. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take the suit. Take that. And party. Get sued. Um... Yeah, anyway, so yeah, Thatcher's in the back of the car, and I think she's having a bit of a lonely day driving along. No, apparently Benny doesn't think so. <laughs> He's like, no. Uh, one thing you want me to bring up was the dash hound thing. I think um, Thatcher's saying that she's had pets. Yeah, they just talk about pets, and uh, Benny uh, being a rescue, we uh, don't know exactly what he is. Probably Heinz 57 varieties, as uh, people like to say. But uh, certainly one of those varieties has to be dash hound, because a dash hound or a sausage dog. Because the way his body stretches out and just the shape of him, clearly. Well, it's that or he's been put on the rack. <laughs> One or the other. So, yeah, it just, uh, just made me think of Benny. And how appropriate when his first episode of Due South by Southeast when we're watching an episode, yeah. they mention his breed. It was a really, really nice little scene at the beginning, though, and you got this lovely little bit where... You know, Thatcher, she's running late and she just wants to get to this party that she's going to. And Benny is kind of like stuck in the middle of, you know, his boss telling him to like just park somewhere so she can get out and get to the party. And also he doesn't want to break the law. He doesn't want to park anywhere. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's really he, nice he, he, the two things he has to do is follow orders and follow the law. Yeah. And when they come into conflict, oh, man, is he conflicted. Yeah. And like even when the uh, when it comes into conflict, he's conflicted. Yeah, yeah that, that sense, works. I think it works. Uh, but I, I do love the fact that, uh, yeah, because his, his boss, Thatcher, is right, saying that they've got diplomatic community. Diplomatic community, <laughs> so they can park wherever they want. Mm -hmm. But he knows the the rule, the laws are meant to be there for everyone. So if there's a law saying you're not allowed to park there, it applies to him just as much as anyone, even though he knows he it doesn't apply to him in this instance. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, it was it was great to say a little conflict. There was one moment she's like, "Well, put over here, over there." And he's like, "No, that's that's disabled parking." And eventually, he does pull over somewhere, and then he gets in trouble for parking there, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. She's going. Oh, it's not like anyone's going to come over in the two seconds she's dropping me off. And yeah, of course that. somebody does. Yeah, so that was really nice. Um, oh, and then yeah, you've got this with it. Kind of like goes back and forth between like a couple of things going on, and I think I don't know if it's because we had a lot of stuff going on here as well. But it was a little bit confusing at the beginning. So you've got these pickpockets, which was, was kind of funny because, you know, kind of think of pickpockets, it kind of takes you back to Oliver Twist. Wow, yeah, they yeah. really did look like they were part of the gang, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, and they... Especially with the... Uh, the girl, girl, I thought. Yeah, yeah she looked like, like modelled her yeah. on the Oliver Twist <laughs> That's it. You were really expecting the Artful Dodger to come out at any second. Yeah, and start really singing a song and going all cocky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, that didn't happen. Did the Ah, friend. Eh? This man. <laughs> there was no faking, but um, yeah, they, it was like they really modelled these people yeah. on on the English was it Victorian or whatever it was. Um, Maybe that's what they pockets. assume pickpockets are. That is the that is. <laughs> young lady was called Andy. Oh, was that? Because I never knew what her name was. Okay, so her name was Andy. Andy, played by Amy Stewart, uh, who has actually been in quite a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of stuff which, I mean, certainly doesn't sound like a lot of them made it over here. It doesn't mean they weren't big uh, big projects. But some of them, I mean, like she did The Prince and Me, which is uh, Julie Stiles, or Julie Stiles. Um, and there's uh, loads of stuff which I haven't heard of. Okay. Yeah. Goosebumps, not the uh, big screen movie, but the nineteen ninety seven one, the uh, yeah, program. Kids against. like the old programs of Goosebumps. Yeah, uh, I think it might be a, looking. At it might be a movie 
from the program before they went big screen movies. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, and she's just worked a load. I mean, again, projects we might not have heard of, but it might be they just broke in Canada or America mm. more than here in the UK. But it looks like she's consistently kept acting up until uh, 2012 was the last thing she worked in. Okay. All right. That's why you keep talking. All right, I'll keep talking. Yeah, so we've got the pickpockets going on. We see them doing their business, pickpocketing. And we've also got this other little storyline going on. So you've got a prostitute in the back of a car, and she's got this book where she's got all these like contact details in, um, her clients. And she ends up getting murdered, which it was by the guy with the tattoo, wasn't he? There's a guy mm-hmm. that's got the American flag tattoo. Yes. Um, so like behind his ear, on the back of the neck. Yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of like that area. Um, and then the pickpocketers end up um, stealing this book that's got all the contact details in. It all kind of gets a, got a little bit messy. Probably, well, I mean, uh, basically, pickpocket him. You see that happening. Yeah. And they get a, like a little, uh, basically palm pilot, you know, or something equivalent to that. Mm. That used to be the top of state of the art. That was like your tablet. That was your iPad back then. Yeah. I remember seeing those and going, oh, I've only had one. That would be so <laughs> cool. I like, you know, just one guy in college had one. And it was like, oh, it just, just seems so. What other guy was the fact that he had that? Bit of both. <laughs> Don't judge me. Uh, in Pride Month. I'm saying, yeah, well, yeah. By the way, salute to Pride Month here on Edgy South by Southeast. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So uh, he nicked the Palm Pilot, and then they get Thatcher's brooch because mm. they pickpocket her when yes. she's gone back to the car to grab something after. Yeah, she Benjamin. gets her bag or something, doesn't she? So she heads back to the car. They pickpocket that, and yeah, there's a bit where she goes, "Help, thieves over there!" And he goes, as opposed to just running after them, he goes. Pats himself down to check. Like, I mean, okay, yes, I did get in the context of the episode the Palm Pilot's very valuable, but he's got no reason at that point to suspect they pickpocketed no. him. Like, why don't you, when you hear that, just run after, like, maybe, I don't know, it, it just did seem a little weird that you would check. In, yeah, like, the brooch is a very obvious thing, could be valuable, grab it, steal it. Yeah. But you wouldn't necessarily think, oh, they're. Yeah. There is some Oliver Twist pickpocketers around here, would you? <laughs> well, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily think that, but you say it's an obvious thing. I'd, I'd say if someone was going to pickpocket, then a something like a Palm Pilot at that point would have mm. been worth something, those little tiny little personal computers. Mm. And that was the equivalent. The, yeah, I'd say the iPad, but the iPad when it came out originally, not even the iPad now, which is still valuable, but not quite as ridiculous money. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then there's that uh, Benny's um goes chasing after the uh, urchins. I think this is what they keep getting referred to. Oh, street urchins. Yeah, the street urchins. Mm. Like during the program, the urchins. Yeah, so, yeah, Benny's chasing after them. Um, but actually, I think we're coming up to our first, our first recorded scene, which I think you actually called um a great set of eyes. Yeah, well, um, they say in the episode. I waited in the lobby for 20 minutes in the edge of my seat. I assumed the sparkle had been delayed on business. It wasn't uncommon. Were you aware of any particular appointments the sparkle had scheduled last evening? No, I wasn't privy to that kind of information. But you did work for We were associates. And she provided you with funds? We were associates, but who was the person? The man talks. The man talks. The man talks. They were a green gemstone, a variety of anti Six years no, I know how to handle this. Well, all I know is what names are in the address book. 
Well, it's very special. Not your special handler. Oh, it's not supposed to be. I think what the uh, commander was suggesting is that your methods tend to be a little, how would you put it, in your face? Exactly. Penalty. Sure, I know. Ben Fraser, please to meet you. I see where this is going. Yeah, why don't we give this to the duck boys? They're perfect for the assignment. They're not ruffle anybody's feathers. Impact, so you get Hugh and Dewey seeing Hugh and Dewey yes. get well rubs in this. No Elaine, though. No, still no Elaine. Yeah, no, no. Elaine action lately. I don't like it when we're deprived of Elaine. Yeah, we need to. Elaine, Nicola. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've got I've lost civilian aid. <laughs> Wake He's up! <laughs> I know. I know. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, you got the, uh, it's kind of sad for the episode, so we get that Hugh and Dewey are in search of this book. Lieutenant uh, Walsh, uh, with his boss, who he was uh, talking about how much he fancied basically in the previous episode or one before. Yeah, I think it might have been the one before actually. In the recent episode, anyway, he was talking about how much he fancied his boss. <laughs> uh, incidentally, saying that. And uh, now, uh, yes, uh, he. He's basically trying to impress her and uh, get the case sorted out. And uh, he sends uh, Benny and Ray off on this kind of like, basically just like, he, he's by now kind of like, oh yeah, 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 uh, the Mountie will have some full case which I can just send him off on. That'll keep Ray busy. Like, that just was my, busy my favourite part of that whole scene was that bit when he goes up to Benny and he's like, have you got any insignificant, you know, who's going to take... Well, as it happens. Of course I do. <laughs> Especially seeing as, uh, you know, that's usually the thing which he complains of Vecchio about. It's just a lovely old turnaround and uh, get a really good setup. It's... Uh, any chance they get to kind of like play around with that. The only thing I don't like is I, I don't like the whole thing. And uh, there's a few shows which have done this before. And I've mentioned before, I think where the Mountie can't get his head round because in Canada and as well as in the UK, we call it a Lieutenant. Yes. And in America, it's a Lieutenant. Lieutenant. Yeah. Uh, which is spelled the same as we did establish in the previous episode. Mm. What? I mean, you think, He's not a dumb man. He'd figure out that, oh, they're called left Lieutenant here. Call them Lieutenant. Done. Yeah. But Benny, this kind of really great savvy detective, can't get that. No. Yeah. Bothers you, doesn't it? Really bothers you. It's a pet nickel. Nickel. It's not like you to be bothered by uh, pronunciation. Pronunciation. <laughs> Please pronounce pronunciation. Yes. <laughs> It's the rain a, in Spain. <laughs> it's an ongoing uh, My Fair Lady thing. It is. I'm still trying to drag you. Oh, yeah. Drag me up from Dorset. Yeah. <laughs> Rex Harrison didn't know he was born. Is it Rex Harrison? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I believe it is. Okay, so yeah, so there was an episode here. Watching, um... <laughs> <laughs> We're getting through this one. This might be a shorter episode, I feel, just because technology and stuff is yeah. really annoying. <laughs> So what we find out following on from this is the street urchin, the, there's a, a brother and a sister, and the brother we find out is actually being blackmailed. So he's having to pay money to this guy. Was it every week? It was, yeah, it, yeah, it was like regularly. Yeah. He was having to pay money to this guy to keep his sister out of... Well, you, out he obviously care. worked for the uh, government. Yeah. He was uh, in charge of like, the foster cases. And so he was bribing this guy to not take his sister into care. Yeah. Um, but that never really yeah. answered. That was never really addressed, was it? 
I think that's, uh, that's the well, thing. We understood that was the reason behind why they did what they why did. Doing all this all the brother did, yeah. Yeah, because he needs the money to pay this guy so his sister isn't being like taken away into care. Yeah, but it would have been quite a nice together. bit at the end, wouldn't it? If the Mountie helped him resolve that. Well, I think there's the whole thing of... Uh, it is great at, you know, what Juicehub does best, which is in, in the criminal you see a more complex side. Were they good guys or bad guys, the criminals? You, know, you can have good guy criminals in Juice House. Uh, there's always a complicated reason why they're doing so. Or a good justification. Not not overly complicated, but yeah. it's a good reason why people are doing what they're doing. Are they driven by kind of like hate or revenge or something like that? Or they're forced into the situation, which happens quite a lot in Juice House. The only thing with this episode, I think, yeah, it does get a bit convoluted. The plot. It's not the best Juice South. Uh, episodes have a really strong reason why everyone's doing everything, but really a kind of fairly straightforward to follow plot. Mm. You know, sometimes there's twists along the way and you'll find out something you didn't know, and that makes it very interesting and exciting, but it's not hard to follow. I think this one's got too many little plot points. I think mm. I would tie this one up a bit. It's what makes this kind of like, I always say this, that, that Due South is graded on a higher scale than most TV shows, so a bad day in Due South is better than most hours Absolutely, of TV. Yeah. But I, I think this is maybe because of that, not the strongest Due South. Just, just to give the game away a bit early. <laughs> yeah, it's probably isn't going to be getting the highest um, points out of us. I mean, it's still uh, enjoyable, but like, you know, they could have simplified yeah, it. Yeah, and there are some really good moments in this, which I think we're going to get to, but... Yeah, I mean, overall, for a two-self episode, it's, yeah, it's probably not, not one of the best, and we can definitely pick holes in this one. Um, but again, always worth mentioning, thoroughly, thorough, thoroughly watchable. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And for the really good moments you have in it, it's, it's worth it just to those, I think. Um, like, actually, like a little moment that, that comes up um, just after this, with Deef and Baker in the car. Um I mean, just Benny's reaction to looking after, you know, not even looking after him, you know, Deep's just there. <laughs> Benny's got no sympathy, you know, obviously his dog's not well. So you like, can't coddle him, you've got to, yeah. Yeah, and he's just like, Deep, you're just babying yourself, aren't you? Well, yeah, we've got to Yeah, yeah, sick Deep and Carl, you're babying yourself. I mean... I mean what, what, what's the, uh, do we call this clip something? Um, never coddle your wolf. There you go. I was supposed to second. That was the tail end of tail end of a conversation between uh, Benny and Ray. I'm gonna go back and. Well, no, just just pause a second. I'll, I'll fill, fill the listener. So yeah, a lovely little scene where yeah, like you say, uh, Benny isn't having the most sympathy for a sick thief, and Ray Ray's the one who's going like he usually was going oh whatever with the wolf. He's going it's like that's a bit heartless, isn't it? He's going it's like uh, if you coddle him, it'll do him no good. He'll just play on it. Uh, yeah, you see, you just don't understand, says Ray. You know, you've never been sick. And Benny's like, oh, I, I so have. When? Well, lots of times, uh, childhood ailments. Oh, that's specific. <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, okay, once I had, like, pink eye. I was like golf balls. <laughs> I find it really hard to, to hear um, pink eye without thinking of South Park. Me too, actually. I've heard <laughs> that one. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just love the fact that it's uh, it's Ray in this one being, uh, being yeah. sympathetic. Ray and being sympathetic. Nothing from... from when we get back in the clip, though, I have noticed, yeah, we haven't talked about Ray's outfits for a while. Yeah. And again, they've got more state. Yeah. I think this series, they're kind of got more state. I think series one was the peak... That was fun time, Ray. Ray. Yeah. Fun time <laughs> outfits. I'm Ray. <laughs> yeah. Or good time call. <laughs> Yeah, and he's definitely kind of matured into the role, I think, and and, and that's yeah, it, not just like his role with, you know, in the show, but I mean, matured as a person, as a police officer. I think through being with Benny, yeah. it's really changed him, and I think that is reflected in his clothing as well. You, you think that's uh, that thought out? Maybe I don't know. I never thought about it. Yeah, I think because I think he was, he was. Not that he's not unwilling to bend the rules a little bit now, but I mean, when we we think back to those earlier episodes... Well, Benny or Ray? Um, Ray. Oh, yeah, Ray was always, though... Yeah, he was always kind of slightly crooked a little bit. And, yeah. And I think he... Yeah, and I think that was reflected in his clothes. He was a bit more out there, a bit more outgoing, a bit more 
naughty. <laughs> naughty. Naughty. <laughs> no, but now I think he's a bit more mature, and yeah, and we're seeing a difference here. You know, he, now he's got sympathy with the wolf. You know, he's grown, he's developed, and I think that shows in his pose. Well, let's play the clip. So you just have to find a good They just got some sugar cubes out of a bag, which were abandoned in the alleyway. So uh, a nice long clip, and it leads into this wonderful uh, moment where you see the camera follows the pavement. So basically, they've just uh, jumped into a well. Ray jumps into, and uh, no, Benny jumps into, and Ray slowly down, yeah. kind of lowers himself into this uh, little manhole. And you follow the ground; it moves around, like showing you the route they they're taking underground until they emerge blocks away just there's all this lovely conversation like uh what are you gonna do what are you doing with that thing it's like oh i'm not gonna eat it and then uh surely enough like a minute later benny finds a bit of carrot i think it's and it's like uh are you not gonna eat yeah you ate it <laughs> it's like oh, well it's uh, well, nothing worse than you'd find it's, it's oh it's a really nice kind of uh very visual nice visually nice scene this was my favourite scene in the whole episode, I think. This was like oh, well. proper juice self. This was, it was just so juice self. The way they filmed this and the way they're talking down there, it, it was it was such good comedy and such good filming and uh, it was brilliant. Oh, I loved it, but I, was, I, I do also love at the end of it when the manhole cover down the block uh, gets opened up and uh, you see this mounty hat coming out and presumably ben, Benny, and then it cuts to another angle. So basically it means that you can get the stunt guy to, to climb out of a sort of fake or otherwise. I think it's probably just a real one, probably the easy way of doing it. <laughs> then he comes out, and then you've got the real uh, Benny, like when you go to the other shot. It's, uh, yeah. I, like, I like it when you know you can go, ah, oh, I see what they did there. Yeah, that was brilliant. And just one of my favourite quotes was, I'm just smelling it. Yes. <laughs> Then he eats something else. And then he, yeah. yeah, and then it's something else that he finds and eats. But it's just like, yeah. I'm just smelling it. Like, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> that just fries everything. And snip it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. For me, this was a classic bit of Juice Self. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think Juice South always was quite inventive with the way they filmed and set yeah. things up and the ideas they brought to the table. So, yeah, yeah given and, it's such an interesting shot of following and it, Yeah, the, and like, even like watching it half around. There was a little bit where somebody's walking over like a man cover. Is that what they call them? Yeah, man, someone's, and below them they just, they just hear an owl. Oh, man, manhole cover. Manhole cover, yeah. You just hear an owl. <laughs> the person walking over like, just stops and looks down it. it. It was brilliant. Yeah, nice bird acting there. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. And Oh, and with the uh, sugar cubes. Yes, that was that we wanted to what I love on. about this is uh, when they find something in a cop show, in another cop show, it'll be like some interesting bit of evidence which they've got to tie back to the uh, to the perpetrator as, you know, they find out who the perpetrator is through that. Uh, here it's sugar cubes and Ooh. you and me are going, it's like, what was it you said you thought was what? Oh, oh yeah, she was diabetic. she was diabetic and she had to have some sugar. <laughs> you said diabetic, I'm going, or oh, could be a horse, and it's like, diabetic or horse? <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a horse. It's like, uh, I, I just, I don't think yeah. there's many shows where it could be like, oh, are they carrying around sugar cubes because they're diabetic or because they've got a horse? It's like, that doesn't, that question doesn't come up much in other dramas. No, I mean, and like, I, I get it, you know, it's like, if it's cubes of sugar, yeah, that seems to be something you give to horses. But then I think, if you're homeless and that's your only option for carrying around some yeah. sugar, yeah, it's not that crazy yeah. to think. I would have brought that idea as well, but yeah. <laughs> Not many other shows could uh, you get away with um, these two contrasts. Yeah. Here we go. But uh, yeah, then we go on to find out the truth. 
And we have a little clip, and I called it, to give it away a little bit, horsing around. Yeah. That's why I usually name the clips. Loving the scene. First of all, it's just uh, Ray being, or Ray Benny being very parental, which I always appreciate. Yeah. And uh, mentoring the young person in distress. He's always a, a person who's there to help out, even if the, the person is looked to be guilty. Like R- Ryan Philip in the episode he was in, the same kind of uh, idea of uh, Benny trying to see the good in him. Yeah, he never thinks of people as being Romans. Exactly. There's always a reason for it. And uh, as well as that, I love the bit where they kind of the camera pans around as they're going through the park, and you see uh, the uh, usual coachman who drives the horse-drawn carriage. It's him uh, with Dee and Baker both asleep in the front. Yes, and I go on three D because you know Nicholas drifting off next week. <laughs> yeah, I know it's alright. I know you, no, Nicola. I joke. Nicola uh, has uh, contact lenses, so she has to actually rest her eyes because her eyes are quite tired. No, <coughs> my shoulder's very painful. Okay. Well, I said I'd rest on my shoulder. Can you rest your eyes? No. Go back to sleep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Benny the other side of me asleep, which is quite blessing in the city. Sorry, I know I'm being really unsocial here. Sorry, right, just don't wake Benny up. That's my thing. <laughs> I'm just trying to get rid of this shoulder. Get rid of it. No, yeah, keep a shoulder. It hurts, it hurts like a bitch. I say nothing to that. Because mm-hmm. Dottie's here, and you know, bitch isn't a bad thing, it's a female dog. Yeah. Yeah. Bitches well, no, thanks for adding. Anyway, bitches be crazy. <laughs> uh, getting back to the notes. Yeah, so moving on from there, um, Benny and Ray then go on a mission to try and track down this guy that's got this tattoo. They're looking for the guy that's got the tattoo of the um, American, American flag. flag. Behind the ear. Behind the ear. And so they're going around all these um, tattoo partners and you get a bit of a montage, don't we, of Going and getting kicked out of lots of <laughs> tattoos. Yeah. And this is where we get the missing music, which is a real shame. Yeah. Uh, uh, to South at the best times. It's it's always difficult uh, to not have music. I get why they do it. It's the only way you can put it on YouTube is to remove that music. Mm. But uh, even this episode, which is so light on uh, 
music, non-original music, shall we say, music which they've used for the shows, which has got uh, you know rights issues with other places. So the incidental music you can keep on, and they're kind of old dum 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 stings. Or Omwa. Yes, the Omwa's. You, you can keep all those in, but you've got to lose the kind of like uh, push by Silverback, which is used in one episode just around a ball. Uh, and it's just, it's even in this one, it's it's very noticeable, even just from that one scene where you pull it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really was, yeah, very noticeable. Um, but eventually they find the tattoo artist that did the tattoo for this guy, and they get a little pin from them that gives them a little bit of a clue as to who he is. I love it when uh, they're questioning him. Yes. <laughs> and he sat there in the chair getting a uh, maple leaf drawn on his arm, like uh, ready for it to be tattooed on. And the guy's uh, drawing the maple leaf as it's meant to be inside the Canadian flag. And uh, Ben is there going, like, uh, yes, uh, the, that's an oak leaf which you've done a wonderful job of drawing. He's still got a compliment, even so. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that's not what I wanted. Uh, never mind, though. <laughs> Continues drawing. He's just about to get a needle in his arm. When uh, Ray goes, no, we got everything we need. Time to go. Oh dear! <laughs> runs out the door. It's great. I like the thought of Betty getting a tattoo. Oh, does it make it rugged? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then we we kind of go back to the street urchin, the brother, and so he knows he's got like this valuable book, and then he tries to black. Is he trying to blackmail them? But he's, no, he wants ten thousand dollars, doesn't he, for this book? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they're going to give it. Yeah, and uh, the the uh, bad guy is just like they're going. Uh, oh, I could kidnap your sister. Yeah. By the way. Uh, yeah. By the way, and that's what they do. Mm. <laughs> they then ruddy well kidnap his sister. They ruddy well do. They ruddy well do. And yeah, the one thing that you um picked up on was like it was it was broad daylight, and they kidnap the sister. Uh, nobody bats oh, yes, yeah. Nobody just carries on their normal day. Who's I couldn't decide. Being kidnapped. Couldn't decide if that was them willfully ignoring the, that as a weird plot point, the fact that no one stops. Like, you know, you think someone at least would shout something out. But then I thought, it's like, is this reputation Chicago's got, though? Mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, Everyone's uh, just like, pretend they didn't see Yeah, anything. exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quite frankly, getting very British about it. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't pretend I've seen anything weird, it didn't happen. <laughs> it was strange, though. Yeah, really, yeah, strange, weird. Hmm. Mm. have it. That's what happened. Hmm. 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 Mm. Uh, and then we find a Walsh scene actually, which I should probably stop naming. I, it's normally you name them. Oh, it's it's Walsh with you in. Uh, no, it's Walsh with. Uh, right, and I, I named after my favourite quote from the scene. Suggested, never accused. Yeah, I'll take it. Honestly, guys, so all we did was ask Mr. Johnstone a couple of questions. She completely overreacted. Oh, you think you did accuse her husband of consorting with the world famous prostitute? Suggested, sir. Never accused. Well, that makes a big difference. Pardon? What are you thinking? You left this idiot questioning the United States senator. Can you talk about this? Are you on that? Dr. Becky, you on that? Through again. 
Commander, if the kid says it's urgent, uh, what kid? Would you mind not interrupting me? Commander, this is still my unit. These are my detectives. A detective like you needs to be disciplined. I'll do it. What does he want? Something about an address book. Hmm. Yeah, so one thing that we hadn't spoken about was Ray and Benny going to um, the senator's office to kind of talk about this um, book and and how he might be in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so quite, that was quite interesting because they end up speaking to the wife. They don't realise it's the wife. They know it's the campaign manager. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you seem to know a lot about his uh, private life. Uh, yeah, do you always know where he is day and yeah. night? She's like, Sorry, Tim. yeah, yeah. <laughs> My husband, yeah. yeah. Well, she either knows and, and she turns a blind eye, or she's a little liar. I just love these scenes where, like, uh, Walsh just gets laid smack down on them, yeah. tell them off a bit, and then especially where he's then also dealing with the under pressure of having his boss there. Yes, it's really nice. <laughs> she's a ball buster, isn't she? Wow. Oh hell yes! So the boys shown up. His sister's been kidnapped. He tells Ray and Benny, and then they. They go on this kind of rescue mission, don't they? But they've also got Huey and Louie there, and they're all, like, undercover. And I like their commitment to being undercover, that they're dressed up, <laughs> trying to fit in. I love that they're like, that's real commitment to undercover, doing them basically <laughs> undercover, dressing up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, just, it's, it was quite funny seeing them dressed up, being undercover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a really good scene that I liked um, in this scene was the car. So in the car, you've got... Benny, Ray, um, the brother, and you've got Deef and Baker, and the way that they filmed it, you could just see like a row of the four of them. And I just loved that Deef and Baker was part of the four of them. Yeah. And his head was up and he was about the same level as all of them, just like they're a team. <laughs> Even though Deef was sick and he wasn't really helping at all with anything. You know, it's like he was part well, of Well, I, I think he was helping with spiritual backup. Like, you know, it's like uh, it felt so good they were inspired. Well, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's like he popped his head up and he's just like, I'm still with you guys. I'm going to go back to sleep now. <laughs> Ray catches Benny. Why have I written Ray catches Benny? Oh, yes. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, he's dangling from a building, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, there's this chase that in, that happens, you know, they're trying to get the, like, the bad guys and get the girl back. And, yeah, so this is part where Boy, the boy goes off the building and Benny, I think Benny and the boy are kind of dangling from a building, aren't they? Yeah. And Benny... Wasn't it the girl? Was it the girl? Yes, it was the girl because the boy yeah. falls. Yeah. Yeah, so you got this. Is, yeah, it's quite, uh, quite a dramatic little scene. Uh, you got uh, Benny hanging off the building, the girl in his hand. He uh, can't hold on to her any longer. And then it's going. As, she, as he does let go... Uh, Ray's there to catch yeah. him by the arm. In the meantime, uh, the brother hurls himself off, off the roof of the building to take out the bad guy. Mm. Both him and the bad guy fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, they go that seems the right. building yeah. How many floors are they high? They land on the concrete. I mean, At least three. Yeah, that's going to be some serious damage, if, if not death. Yeah, I, uh, uh, okay. I don't mind that. Yeah. Yeah, which is a bit of a shame, but yeah, again, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you have to be really, for a Deep South episode, I, I, no, I don't think there's many shows that would be in place in, mm. that would look good in, yeah. especially in Deep South episode, if you're going to do something like that, there has to be a pair of reason why they're okay, like even just the uh, old cliche of a, Oh, the pillow truck happened to be going past <laughs> just at that moment. Yeah, even that would have made it better. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that wouldn't have been good. You know? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. a bit of a shame, but yeah, at least the brother's okay, the girl is fine, we've got the baddie, so yeah, it kind of ends all right. And of course, then he gets the brooch back. Yeah. You know, and he goes and puts it on um, Thatcher's desk, and she's obviously very thankful for that. Yeah. She's also very annoyed that he's been in her. Well, she, she ain't thankful, and then she's got to, like, uh, almost pretend she wasn't. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. It's like, uh, but if you're in my office again, then you're on warning now. <laughs> Struggling to stay awake now. Um, yeah, and, yeah, there was this bit I've, I've written down, that my last comment for this episode was, um, is Benny looking at the brooch or her boobs? 
He could be looking at both, that's what I'm going to say to that. <laughs> yeah, hard to tell. Is he perving on a beast, or was he just admiring the beast? Maybe he's just admiring the boobs. Why is it got to be permanent? Because it's boobs. No, don't let me get away with that. That is totally perfect. <laughs> Looking at boobs. Okay, so yeah, yeah, it's a fun film episode. So, uh, Nicola, enjoyed this one? Yes. Can't inside oh, which we... Uh, yeah. No, it's okay, babe. I know, it's I been apologize. a long way. I apologise, but when my head goes in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, you've been suffering with bad Nick for, for a little while now, so... Uh, we of course understand. But could you just join us for a couple of orders of business? Of course. Okay, well, uh, you know, Michelle, I know you're wondering what orders of business those are. And I, I am indeed. So I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to show you. I mean, Please do. Well, why would you think I wasn't going to show you? Just why? But, I mean, I've always got it on hand. Like, you know, it's not like right now, even just having this conversation, I'm stalling. Good, because I would hate to think that. It's not going to happen because we're going to... so professional, we wouldn't need Shush. to do that. And thank you as always uh, to Mr. Blaine Garrison for those jingles. To Oh yeah, let's, let's give some other thanks while we're at it. To uh, the Wonky Span Network, uh, Sam Spindle Potast, who is the head of the network, which hosts this uh, fine podcast, as well as many others. So uh, check them out now. Thank you. Uh, yeah, actually, our headquarters for the Wonky Span are moving at the moment. They're moving up to Leeds. Ooh. So uh, uh, Spindles and his family, which wish them the best of luck with the move and everything, they're moving up to Leeds. Yes. And uh, they're going to have a special office just for Wonky Spanner and anything. Really? I mean, it's basically for his work, I believe, but including all the uh, things which come under the auspice of the Wonky Spanner. Very cool. So it's very posh, posh offices mm. where this uh, podcast is hosted from. Well, we deserve the best. Apparently so. <laughs> we'll go with that. So uh, let's start off uh, with uh, the... Which one are we going to go for? Uh, best. Let's go best Steve moment of the week. Okay. Don't have an opinion? Um, yeah, they, uh, yeah, he wasn't really in it great deals other than being let down. Yeah. You're just going to agree with that, all the ones I say? Yeah, okay. Poor Nicola and Payne. Uh, so we're going to uh, go with, uh, I, I mean for me and Nicola. Because, you know, we discussed this in advance. Yes. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to go for... Yeah, I, I mean, I do think... I wish there was more which was driven by Stephen Baker. But there's one scene which just... It, it's personal. It made me very happy because it reminds me of... Uh, Dottie, once there was a car journey we had where we took uh, Murphy, the previous uh, Sol, uh on dog of this podcast, along with... Uh, Tussie Baker. We took him home from Bournemouth, where he had been living with Nicola previously, and we got a taxi. And there was a bit where Tussie was in the stairwell. Like part of the rules of the taxi journey were that you had to have the dog in between your legs with you. Okay. And so Tussie was in the front seat with me, in between my legs there, looking up from the stairwell. And there was a scene where uh, Deef's doing the same thing. He's just looking up from the stairwell, and just made me greatly happy because it reminded me of that moment. Yeah. Your favourite Deef moment? Yeah, is that it might be the same one then. So when they're in like the horse and cart. No, that's a different oh, one. Okay, it's a different. There's one in the car where he's okay. doing that. Okay, yeah. So mine was the bit where the old man is asleep in the back of the the cart with the blanket over him, and Deef is kind of like half under the blanket with his head poking out, just chilling and resting. Oh, it's nice. That's nice. Uh, we got the best uh, Canadian or the most Canadian of the week. Yeah, my most Canadian, I'm going to go for the brother. Because, you know, he was, wasn't doing the best things. He was pickpocketing, he was stealing, but his intentions were good. You know, it's like he was doing this to pay the guy to keep his sister out of care. So I think, you know, he wasn't really a bad guy. He was willing to jump off a building as well to get the bad in the end. So okay, he, okay, okay. Uh, I the whole idea that Canadians are... are Renowned for being such lovely people, but they're not perfect. Kind of a For me, I'm going to go with 
Uh, oh, I had one a second ago. Uh, I'm going to go with the woman in the pawn shop. Ooh, okay. Because even though, yeah, okay, mostly she was dealing in uh, fenced goods. Hmm. When the uh, young lady, Andy, came in and uh, they were selling all the stuff and she didn't want to sell the brooch, but the old brother wanted her to, the lady in the pawn shop like uh, basically lied and said, it's like, oh, no, I can't fence that, you know, and gave a little wink to the girl. And so yeah, I think she was obviously yeah, willing to come through and uh, be neighbourly and be kind, much yeah. like Canadians. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, most American of the week. Uh, mine's the murderer, uh, because he had the American flag tattooed on him. And you know, how much more American can you get than yeah, unless he had an AR-15 on the other <laughs> ear. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Walsh's boss. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, that's just a great little character, but uh, I like the fact that she's no-nonsense, ball-busting, you know, get the job done, much like Walsh usually is, and Walsh Ooh, kind of gets yeah, almost yeah. delegated down. Because, yeah. yeah, she's doing Walsh, Walsh's usual role, and I like that. And... Uh, yeah, so we can't have Walsh very often because, you know, you can only pick someone once for, for this particular honour. So uh, I'm going to pick her. Okay. I think that's what it is, isn't it? Um, apart from our rating. Mm. So how many street urchins out of Ooh. ten does this episode get? I'm going to give this one 6.5. I'm going to go for straight six. Like on G-cell terms, it's um, not that high. I'd say above average. Mm-hmm. Really nice moments in it, but yeah. But yeah, not, it's, it's not, just okay. It's not one of the best. And actually, I have to say, I really miss the, um, I can't remember his name, that his name's not going to come to me, isn't it? Oh, the other Canadian guy in the consulate. Turnbull. Turnbull, that's it. I really missed seeing him in this action. No Turnbull, no Elaine. Yeah. Uh, can you just give me a quick number? It's three actions out of ten. Um, mm, seven and a half. Cool. So uh, we're averaging about six, six and a half, six and a half, I think. Anyway, that was uh, no six and a half, seven. Anyway, you, what did you pick? I picked six. Yeah, somewhere around. I think six and three quarters. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, everything for this week. Uh, thank you very, very much, uh, everyone listening, for bearing with us while we have Benny trying to eat <laughs> things and we've had sound issues. And uh, I tell you, this comes out sounding okay. And I must admit, we're so tired, we've all been falling asleep a little bit during this episode. So uh, just to add some professionalism to the end. Yeah, we're all about professionalism. We are indeed. Which is why everyone stopped talking while I'm trying to look something up quickly. Everybody stopped talking. No, no, literally everyone had stopped talking. That was my whole point. Just like now. But anyway, guys, say uh, if uh, the listeners had a compass until next week, which direction would they keep it pointed in? Do stuff by southeast. Oh, God, now the theme tune won't play. There we go. Normal service will resume next week. I say normal service is that great, but yeah, yeah it's a bit a little less ramshackle.